Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 657 AM, Radio Pulpit, coming to you live. We trust God is doing you good, blessing you so much in a mighty way. Thank you so much to Johan Els, the legendary Johan Els. is coming back to be with you tomorrow. And then, of course, it was a joyride indeed, wasn't it? Beautiful. Now, we are taking it over uh, from that high level, and we will try our best to keep it there. God will help us. And, uh, of course, I will feature our guests. And remember, it, it's, it's, it's our policy, you know, on the show. It's not the policy of the radio station. Uh, not to have guests live here in the studio. As long as we are still on level three, you know, we'll try by all means. If it means we should Skype, we will Skype. Or if it means we should do this via voice notes on Telegram, we shall do that. Um, uh, but the show will go on. And uh, just for, you know, safety's sake. Um, and also to protect everyone who comes into this studio, to work in this studio. And, uh, of course, you know, when you come around this time... Um, you know, we, we omit so many things. So it's it's good that uh, we do this with our guests. So you will understand, you know, um, why we uh, only had an exception because there was a misinformation last week pertaining to, you know, being in the studio. And uh, otherwise, all know, you know, um, Pastor Samuel Kabamba knows about this, uh, that he would be here in Pretoria, but we would keep him on the line because of the level three pandemic and we still want to follow the regulations promptly and safely that he be protected and that i be protected and everyone else who comes into this studio be protected too that is what true patriotism is all about you look out for one another you know and then of course i will connect with them um, just like to put a song that uh, is going to bless you so much in a mighty way and uh, of course there's this guy called ronnie he reminds me of my friend who passed on uh, his name is ronnie ronnie Ngomo, the son of uh, monk Ngomo, the former uh, editor of sowetan and uh, of course he basically you know uh, used to hang out with me so much uh, so much so we basically were close and tight friends if one can put it in that way and uh, we went to university together and all that so there's one thing that we always knew is that the lord jesus christ reigns supreme here's ronnie this is the artist now saying ubkosi which means your kingdom or the kingdom Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. 
Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. How do you like that, man? Still had 10 seconds to go. <laughs> the music of Ronnie there. And uh, let us welcome the guests, the men of God. They are already on the line. Let me start with Muruti um, Muraka um, is also on the line. Greetings to you, men of God. Welcome to the show. Greetings, my brother. Greetings to you. Greetings to uh, the beloved uh, brother there. Uh, uh, and also greetings to the listeners who participate every uh, every uh, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday so yes. faithfully yes. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I greet my brother thank you so much thank you so much and we have also uh, Prophet Bafanam Koko is on the line greetings to you sir welcome to the show greetings to you Pastor Ray and uh, Pastor Moraka and also your listeners of Radio Pulpit all over in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we have the professori, uh, the man of God, Pastor Samuel Kabamba. Greetings to you, man of God, and yeah, welcome good. to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Greetings to all of uh, us, actually, and uh, greetings to uh, Prophet Basana. Greetings to uh, Pastor Murake. Greetings to all the listeners. And we are so blessed to have... Uh, uh, this beautiful time, and we believe that the Lord shall bless us again today, and we shall enjoy this uh, beautiful moment. Absolutely. Thank you, sir, for gracing us. And of course, we are going to be talking about reproof today. Uh, and of course, uh, many people are saying reproof is equivalent to rebuking. And uh, repu- reproof is also. Uh, when God is warning us. But also reproof has to do with correcting and admonishing. Uh, Admonishing. It has to do with that. Warnings, correcting, and admonishing. And uh, we are touching on that. It has to do with correcting. And we are looking at its stance these days. What has become the kind of attitude that we find amongst many a believer uh, when it comes to reproof, are we still finding uh, that one still takes the rebuke for a fault or wrong that they've done? And what is the place and purpose of reproof these days? In other words, also, what has become the attitude of the people with regards to that? I find that in many ministries where um, uh, reproof is not dodged on, you know. Uh, there is an aspect of uh, overlooking uh, the notion of reproof, you know. Or uh, in ministries where it is spoken of quite well and uh, reproof is not uh, dodged or ducked and dived against, we find that uh, the attitude of the people is that people really take it straight and uh, um, say well, the Lord is warning us and is correcting us or rebuking us. It's it's a it's a stance of rebuke. And what are those things today that when we look at ourselves as uh, the believers community, the nation of God, 
if we look at ourselves, we can say there are things that really the Lord is bringing a reproof on with regards to us. It can be the manner in which we, we do the business of the Lord. He said, do, the, do business till I come. Are we doing it well? Are we doing it in the fair scales? Or are we seeing ourselves trending for no good reason? And actually, have we gone on to accustomize that which is the services of the Lord into an adaptation of that which is in the world? We're looking into that. And uh, much of the times we find amongst many things that, um, you know, the place stands even on reproof has become something that people had grown a tendency to abhor, avoid, stay away from and actually disregard. We're going to look into the reason why. And uh, uh, what kind of rhetoric has developed over the years that really is a stance against reproof. And some of the, uh, the cliches, you know, that we use, like the cliche that we use and we know what we mean. Hey, I'm under the grace. Hey. God understands. Come as you are. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, we know how these have been used um, to denote a certain sense into the people and that they bring about a particular rhetoric that is not the original. We, we basically have seen the culmination of such. And so as, as children of God, one comes to think of this. And ask themselves, where is the place of rebuke today amongst believers, children of God? Where is the place of rebuke? Looks like in uh, churches of the saints or churches of believers or churches of Christians, uh, where rebuke is not um, preeminent, there is a tendency to have full houses there. But where correction is... Ish, it's nine people for ten years. <laughs> it happens. Now, the Word of God says quite a lot with regards to this. In Second Chronicles 19 verses 10, it says, Whatever case comes to you from your brethren who dwell in the cities, whether of bloodshed or of offenses against law or commandment against status or ordinances, you shall warn them. The aspect of reproof. Reproof means to warn them. Lest they trespass against the Lord and wrath comes upon you and your brethren. Do this and you will not be guilty. So when reproof is not there, we are going to be reckless and we are going to incur the wrath of God. Hey, uh, we are going to be asked about the lives of those we failed to rebuke. Let me read it again. Especially the second uh, uh, phrase is there. It says, You shall warn them, lest they trespass against the Lord, and wrath comes upon you and your brethren. Upon you and your brethren. If you don't warn them, wrath will come upon you. Ministers, you know, will come upon you if they call you minister or domine, whatever they call you. Whatever they call you, man, <laughs> you will stand before God one time. 
and God will check on this. Did you rebuke? Did you correct? Did you reprove? To help one to come back to the sense of correctness, that is reproof. And says, hey, if you have done that, then you won't be guilty. But if you have not been doing it, or you have been doing it partially, then you will be guilty. He speaks the judgment ahead of time. It's written there. Second Chronicles 19 verse 10. You can go and check it for yourself. It says that. Of course, also, um, in Job chapter 11 verse 3, check it out. It says, Should your empty talk make men hold their peace? And when you mock, should no one rebuke you? Now we start to see. Hey, reproof is actually a rebuke against all these, what they call it, Christian empty talk, Christian rhetorics that do not take us anywhere. People arguing about verses, pointing fingers at one another. Hey, you should see TV, man. You know, I'm happy that now you can choose channels that you don't watch these other things because people are laughing at the so-called Christians uh, who are there hosted by someone who doesn't even know the word. And uh, for the sake of being in the limelight, they speak things <laughs> that are so empty. Just that one should be on the limelight. It's quite sad. And here's a warning. Should your empty talk... Should your empty talk make men hold their peace? Hmm? Should people be quiet because of the empty talk that we see? We shouldn't be quiet. There should be a rebuke. It says, and when you mock, should no one rebuke you? Hmm. The empty talk now becomes a mockery of a sort. In Proverbs chapter 24, verses 25, it says, But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight. And a good blessing will come upon them. Check it out. There you go. There's the reward there. There's the judgment there. Contrary to being found guilty because of a lack of rebuke. Luke chapter 17 verse 3 says, Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Rebuke him. That's reproof. Let me start with you, Murutimraka. What comes to mind? What is reproof and its place today amongst believers? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you so much, uh, my brother. Uh, in, at the right at the outset, I would like to read Second Timothy chapter 3. Uh, verse 16 and it reads something like this all scripture is given by the breath of God and is profitable for teaching for reproof for correction for discipline in righteousness that the <clears throat> Human being of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, reproof, conviction, or convincing with uh, compelling evidence 
In other words, uh, when one is reproved, when one is convicted, when one is convinced according to the ways of God by the Spirit, it's always according to the word of God. And the whole aim is that that one who says, I'm a child of God, should be able to be well equipped to uh, produce good works. In other words, to be, to be uh, producing the fruit of the Spirit. That is why uh, uh, there is a need in the church uh, that co- uh, 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 conviction or reproof should be upheld because it is there to straighten out uh, those that are in the household of God in relation to righteousness. It should be done according to the righteousness of God. It brings us to produce the fruit of righteousness. Like the Word of God says in James. Now, uh, I, I just want to stay a little bit with the fruit and say, in Thessalonians chapter 1, first or second, I mean in First Thessalonians chapter 3, yes. verse 12 to verse 13 says, And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that he may establish your heart blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the advent of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. It is the Lord who can make us to increase and abound in love, in agape love. And when we are reproved, It is when we are being groomed according to the word of God so that we can produce more agape love Mm. because that is the nature of God. So reproof is a good thing. It Mm. comes to correct us. It comes to straighten us out so that we can be fruitful Mm. and actually overflow in our fruitfulness. Uh, We always talk about the love, the agape love, but in essence, it must be practiced. It must actually, it is actually the love uh, uh, of Christ in us and flowing through us that uh, uh, oils the evangelization of, of the weight. Because when people see this agape love overflowing amongst us, then they do recognize that we are the disciples of Jesus Christ. So in, in these times that you are in, um, it, there is a necessity mm. to, 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 to allow the Spirit of God to reprove us, mm. to allow Him through our other brothers to call us to order. And, and, and like I said, I'm just uh, talking to the fruit at this uh, 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 introduction. That the agape love 
It's a love where I put my brother first. I actually inconvenience myself for my brother. You see, it's not something that I'm trying to prove myself to somebody. It is something where, because of the understanding of how uh, Christ inconvenienced himself through the just, the very righteous, dying on behalf of the unrighteous, paying the price of the unrighteous, having uh, uh, loved me before and having called me in. If I do and have been convinced, have been convicted of this truth, of what Christ has done for me, that conviction should bring a force, a, a desire, an eagerness to imitate Christ, to also uh, uh, inconvenience myself for the good and the benefit, first of all, for those who are in the house of faith, those who are children of God, regardless of where they worship. Number two, to inconvenience myself for the good and the benefit of those who are outside of the faith. In other words, people who do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in loving them, I am actually expressing the very purpose of Jesus Christ coming down here. Because he came to demonstrate the love of the Father for his lost creation. And if we, as children of God, allowed ourselves, according to all that is written in the scriptures, you read from the uh, eight covenant writings, and I have also, uh, and you did also read from the uh, fresh covenant writings, and I only read in the fresh covenant writings. But there is so much that is written which should be convincing us. We do not need uh, 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 we do not need to wait on other people to tell us. When we go to the way, ourselves, don't you believe, we should be reproved by the way. That is what Ephesians chapter 5 says, and I'm going to sum up uh, 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 my introduction uh, by going there to Ephesians chapter 5 and, and reading just a few verses there to show that we are called to produce this because of conviction. And if we are not convicted, then we are still outside. Uh, he says in, uh, it is chapter 4, sorry. Uh, he says in uh, verse 6, going down, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the anger of God comes upon the sons of distrusting. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, proving what is well-pleasing to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 
In other words, convict them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done under them in secret. But all things that are reproved are manifested under the light. For whatever manifests is the light. 15. Seeing then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Buying the season, the opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The aim and purpose of reproving us okay. is to make us true disciples. Now, I'm getting to, to you also, um, uh, Professor, and... The Word of God also says uh, in Ephesians 5, verses 11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That reproof not only rebukes, but also exposes the works of darkness, the unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, It not only rebukes, but commands warning. And uh, it not only warns, but also... Uh, has a responsibility. Rebuke is also a responsibility incumbent upon us as believers to actually correct that which is wrong and not keep quiet and say, uh, let them grow together in the day of uh, uh, the harvest. The Lord will, 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 will shift them, will shift them and all those kinds of things. Whereas the Lord says, expose that which is the unfruitful works of darkness. And that happens when uh, reproof is is at a stance as a ministry that works within the church, isn't it? Yeah, uh, thank you very much, man of God, and uh, we thank God for this beautiful day. Okay, what I want to say is this: um, first, reproof is not something that we need to take as a, a negative thing into our life. It has to be something that is to be positive because. When we are being uh, rebuked or reproved in a way, uh, it is for our good. It is for us to become uh, okay and uh, run the proper race, in the, the good race, actually. Mm. And uh, I believe that uh, uh, every uh, Christian must be uh, well prepared. Uh, first of all, as uh, uh, people in the house, we need to be well prepared to, from time to time to, uh, uh, to check ourselves if we are in the right way or not. That's to... Uh, to fix ourselves, and then not only uh, that uh, somebody has to come and uh, and rebuke us, or in a way, or not tell us what you've done wrong or something, but we need to ourselves as well uh, by the uh, help of the Holy Spirit and the, in the light of uh, the, the Word of God mm-hmm. to check ourselves and see that uh, we are in the right or right path or not. Very important. That is something you need to to consider. Now you're talking about. Uh, uh, to rebuke or to reprove other people or to to admonish other people uh, that uh, we uh, somehow to to bring them to the light, uh, especially when we pick up something that's not right. First of all, we need to understand that the word of God that we preach, we preach the word of God in order to 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 act in one way or the other is to to help people to see their mistakes in order for them to come back to God. Now we cannot say that. Uh, after we preach the gospel and people have come in, or maybe they're still uh, trying to, they're still uh, uh, 
struggling. Uh, they don't know if they are part of us or not. And then we say, okay, fine, we're not going to rebuke you, and we're letting the whole thing to, the, to God. Yes, God is in charge of the, the whole thing. But if God can show us something, it is for us to, I mean, to, to deal with it. Because if we cannot deal with it, the question will be, who will come and deal with it? That's a, a good question to ask ourselves. But sometimes we, we have uh, that difficulties whereby uh, we, have, uh, we do not know how to, uh, to tackle it or how to rebuke other people how to deal with uh, uh, the matters of, I mean, uh, of morality and stuff. And all, most of the time, it depends on uh, uh, the people that you want to talk to. It might depend on, uh, on uh, how we, we, we are relating to them. It might depend on how they relate to us. You know, nowadays, we have a difficulties in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in general to see that uh, we, uh, if we see even our churches today, we don't talk more about sin. We talk more about other things than sin. And when there's a sin somewhere, we, 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 we look at it, we cover it quickly, especially if from somebody that we know is, is, uh, is influential, is, uh, is occupying a good position in the church, or maybe is the one sponsoring the church. No, we try to cover it, and we, don't, we cannot rebuke it. We cannot even uh, uh, deal with that matter. And then we start also avoiding some, uh, some uh, problems or things that we could be talking about in uh, in the past, we could just tackle them without any 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 shame or fear. But today, we 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 now choosing what to say and what to to I mean to uh, to give to the people. And this is because I mean of maybe it could be interest that we have. It could be that uh, we, we ourselves it could be ourselves that also living when it comes to the matter of morality, we might also be in the same in the same thing. But then, if you are in the same situation, how can you uh, correct the other person? It becomes a problem. And then this is, I mean, uh, what we, we, we see uh, nowadays. And uh, it becomes a difficult situation where by if a person is also living the same thing, if the person has got a problem like uh, the, the one that other people are facing, then you do not know what to do, especially if you open your mouth, people might remind you that uh, whatever you are saying, hey, we are together in this. How can you come and tell me that, I mean, I must change in this while we are doing the same thing? Mm. And then, you know, it becomes a problem because today the church has uh, uh, somehow we've, we've allowed a lot of uh, uh, evil things to enter. We've allowed a lot of compromise. We have a lot of um, we've compromised quite a lot, and then with that, then we have a problem of uh, uh, of not knowing how to uh, to rebuke the people that we deal with on a daily basis. We're having a problem to I mean to to regain or to have people back to us or to make them rethink. Because we're talking about proof, we're talking about proof again. I mean, to allow people to go back to, to the first uh, position. Of, uh, we're having that difficulties of doing so. Because if I might tell the person, I mean, uh, the person might regain or go back to the, the right way. What about me, maybe? I'm not in the right way. And all this, it becomes a matter of morality for somehow. I mean, the way by people have uh, difficulties of uh, opening their mouth and just speak to other, tell other people what uh, what to do and what not to do. You know, it's uh, it's so I mean amazing to see that uh, today uh, with all this introduction of all these teachings that are coming in, in in our in our churches, then if already the teachings are false, if already what you are pursuing in our teachings is something that has nothing to do with God, and what do we do when it comes to correction? What do we do when it comes to I mean to to bring uh, clarity or to bring uh, light in, in the ministry it becomes a problem. And uh, we are, 
as leaders, we are the first people to be blamed in a way. And uh, also, we we have now to, to take to take a, I mean a step kind of a step I mean uh, a bold step actually to not be afraid of anything. When you see something that is not right, let it be exposed in a mm. way. Mm. Let it be exposed. You know this is not right. You know you you think to that hey I'm I'm in this association with this big man of God. He's got uh, he's got a big church. You know my church is growing. You know if I I, I tell him or if I Telling that what he's doing is wrong, he, he might dissociate with me, and I might find myself. I mean, uh, I'm, you know, I might Sliding be isolated. Yeah. And then, you know, then uh, I've been growing already. And then, what's going to happen to my growth? You know, now people are kind of knowing me now. You know, my reputation is kind of becoming okay, and uh, people are kind of applauding me. But you know, but then you know that the person you're working with is not in the right. I mean, hey, why don't you talk to him? Yeah. You know, these are things. I mean, it's a matter. Of, of, to be honest. What I picked up, I mean, uh, mostly in, in nowadays, it's about it's, it's, it's mostly working on, uh, I mean, on, on morality, and then it uh, it kills the whole, I mean, the whole picture. Mm. It is quite sad. We see these kind of things really happening and culminating. If you just joined us, welcome to it. We are talking about the place and purpose of rebuke, and the hope of rebuke. You know. Uh, uh, what it is even all about. We are talking about it, and it is called reproof also. Warnings and uh, to correct wrongs. These days, are we still finding people really correcting wrongs? Oh, you're told you better mind your business. You know, mind your own business. They even quote the verse for you there. (laughs) (laughs) They tell you that. (laughs) Now, when you look also in the uh, in First uh, uh, Timothy chapter five verses twenty, here's a charge, a pastoral charge. Um, it says uh, those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all, that the rest also may fear, which means the rest also may have reverence when they say may fear, they may have reverence for God. Uh, rebuke in the presence of all, that the rest may have reverence for God. And uh, so we see also there, the place of rebuke also, uh, it is to bring reverence, to bring reverence. And uh, of course also um, uh, to make the rest of the people uh, to see that sin is really, or wrongdoing is really not to be tolerated. And um, to voice the intolerance of God with regards to sinfulness. It's important. It is a highlighter that needs to be there. It cannot be uh, done away with. Prophet? Uh, thank you so much, Ray. Let me greet uh, Pastor Muraka and Professor Samuel in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. And let me greet also the listeners in the name of Jesus. Pastor Ray, uh-huh. this topic is very interesting. And uh, Pastor Muraka, when he started, he, he coded a verse. Second Timothy 3, verse 16, which says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, Ray, you just quoted a scripture from First Timothy 5, verse number 20. Now, before I answer that, I just want to say something that it is in my, in my heart that when we talk about a a, a reproof, today it has been 
grace being misused, if, if, if you, you understand what I'm saying. People talk about grace, people misuse grace, and people, they don't want to be corrected and be, be rebuked because of, they will tell you, no one can correct me except the Holy Spirit. But now, we are given uh, authority and power by the word of God. If you read uh, Titus 2, verse 15, it says, These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. That's a key word there. Rebuke with all authority. Meaning, we are given authority and power by God himself that uh, we have to rebuke. So we must come to an understanding that it is not because one is better or one is in a better, higher level than the other, but it is because if someone is doing wrong, rebuke must come, correction must come. Now, the way today that we read, Ray, goes 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. It also shows us that because the word, it is inspired by God. Meaning now, everything that we, that, that is pertaining life, it means the word of God has something to say about it. Meaning now, our, our mistakes or the way of life, if we want to be corrected, we need to go to the word because the word will be able to correct us. And now, Ray, if you go to Proverbs 1, verse 23, the Bible says, Turn at my rebuke. It means now, that particular verse, Ray, it means we have to be rebuked, and after being rebuked, we must repent. It speaks about repentance. After you are being rebuked, you must repent. Now, repentance, it involves three things. Number one, you must recognize your wrongdoing. Number two, you must confess your wrongdoing to God. Number three, you must turn away or you must forsake. Mm. Meaning, after you are being rebuked or you are being corrected, you must recognize that wrong thing that you have done. Meaning you accept that uh, 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 you have done something that is wrong when you are rebuked. Number two, after you recognize that you have done something that is wrong, you must confess your sin to God or your wrongdoing to God. But after that, you don't continue doing it, but you've got to forsake it. Meaning you have to abandon what you were doing before that was wrong because you are now being corrected. You came to a point, to a verse that says, First Timothy 5.20, Then that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. Remember, in Galatians, Galatians, uh, Peter, Peter was doing something that was wrong in the midst of other brethren, until some of them, they were influenced by the act that Peter was doing. But when Paul came, he had to rebuke Peter in front of others because of what he did that was wrong. He had to correct others, in, I mean Peter, in the midst of others. 
so that they don't continue with the same mistake that Peter was doing. Because as a leader, or let me talk in a sense that as, as a pastor, as a prophet, as, as a teacher, if you are doing something that is wrong publicly, even if it's privately, but once someone recognizes that you are doing something that is wrong and he rebukes you, you have to repent. You've got to recognize, and after that, you've got to confess and turn away and forsake that particular thing. Now, the problem that we are having today uh, is that um, when you rebuke someone publicly or you rebuke him or her in the midst of other brethren, they don't take it well. They normally say, why you did not bring me in the private space and, and, and show me the wrongdoing that I did. But according to the Bible, the reason why one has to be rebuked in public is so that the fear of the Lord may come into others and to see, to enlighten others so that they don't do the same mistake that the particular leader or the particular person was doing. Because some of the things we are letting them uh, uh, to happen in church and we don't rebuke them. Now, if I may make an example, Ray, based on the way that you, 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 you asked your question on, Second uh, Timothy uh, 4 verse, no, 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 First uh, Timothy 5 verse 20. Some of the people, they come to church and they still cohibit. And we know about it, but they are not rebuked, they are not corrected. Um, if, if, if I listened well, Pastor Maraka mentioned the agape love, that when we correct, we must use love, which is very, very much important. When people, they cohibit and they still come to church together, we must show them love and rebuke them in a good way. I normally say approach will reveal maturity or stupidity. Why I'm saying this way? The way we approach people in a manner we rebuke them or in a manner we correct them is very much important as well. We must show love to them. We must show them the way they should live. We must show them how they should uh, uh, uphold the standard or the principles of the way. But we must show them with love. If we don't correct them with love, we are going to lose them in the salvation. Now, it is important that love should be something that it goes in front, so that it is the one that directs us, the one that will make us win those people who are sinning, those people who are going out of the way. So if we make sure that we show love to them and correct them in a good way, correct them, the, manner, the approach that we use, so that we can win them rather than to lose them or chase them away from church. Or not only church, but chase them away from God. Because it is possible that the way we can conduct ourselves in a manner of correcting them, it might chase them away rather than winning them. Now, if you read Galatians, I think it's chapter number one, if I'm not mistaken. I will check it before the end of the show. That scripture is talked about when one thing, the other one must be able to bring them back. We must win them back. But how do we win them? We must show them love. We must correct them. 
we must rebuke them, but we have to make sure that we, we show love. And now, if you read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 2 says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all suffering and doctrine. Now, the word that I want to get in there, it says exhort. After we bring them, we rebuke them, we correct them. We must make sure we build them as well, so that these people, they understand the way they should live. But others, as I've already articulated, they will tell you that we are under grace. No one must correct them except the Holy Spirit. And they tend to forget that the Holy Spirit will use another man, another brother, or another sister to go and correct them. But they tend to, to, to lose focus or not to understand that these people, they are being used by the Holy Spirit to correct them. Just in closing, as, as, in closing in, I want to say this. We must rebuke, we must exhort, we must reprove. But we must show maturity and we must show love in a manner we approach them and in a manner we show them love and correction. Right, I hear you. We are talking about rebuke as to what it is even all about. But here the sense is reproof. Because reproof uh, is basically pointing out that which is wrong, giving warning to it, but also showing ways as to how to do that which is right. If that is not love, then I don't know what love is. Um, Because it is about showing us our wrong, warning us, telling us the right way, showing us the right way, how to go through the right way, and then also staying on that right way. That is reproof. And uh, of course, to reprove, uh, and uh, much of the times, uh, when you show people the right way, you know, uh, and we should be as children of God who basically uh, yearn for that very aspect of uh, allowing ourselves to be used of God for the ministry of reproof and not to run away from it. And to do it as God prescribes at a point and a time. To do it as God shows. And you would see when Jesus Christ was, was really uh, bringing reproof, he, he would use various methods of approach. And sometimes you would think that he was just arrogant and not having love at all. But it was done out of love. We yeah. are looking into that. And I trust God will just do you good. Bless you in a mighty way. It is now two minutes over the hour. We are continuing to talk, but the lines are open. Zero one two triple three eight six nine nine. What is the place of rebuke or reproof or warning, correction these days? Are we still seeing that? Or are we finding quite a lot of people diversing from that? We're taking your calls. Hello there, hi. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. 
Yeah. And then chapter five. Yeah. Thank you so much, Muruti. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Thank you. We're taking your calls. You can give us a shout. Talk to us directly there. 12 Let's see what you say. Hello there. Hi. Hello, Ray. Good evening. Good evening, buddy. How are you this evening? How is all my favorite pastors this evening? I hope they're not taking too wet because it's raining like a uh, in springs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really raining very much here. Mm, but mm. Uh, we we enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because then I have not got a heart problem, you see, so that's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah healthy. <laughs> healthy, yes. Yeah, well, you know, the heat does get me down in January, but um, the cool weather helps me a lot. Okay, rebuke. Well, I've got a couple of passages here. First of all, let's have a look at Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8. It says, Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Yeah. Now, that comes out of Proverbs. Yes. Something to think about there. Yes. And then we go into Proverbs again. Proverbs 27, verse 5. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Mm. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Mm. Ecclesiastes. I'm sticking to Old Testament here. If I can find this verse in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 5. It is better to heed a wise man's rebuke than to listen to the song of fools. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, Ecclesiastes puts it down right there. It's better to... Hear a wise man's rebuke and listen to a song of fools. Mm. And then I'm just turning to a couple more passages here. Uh, I dare you to read chapter 9, verse 55. This is the story of Jesus um, and his disciples. And uh, if you read from verse 54, when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? And then in verse 55, Jesus says, and he turned and he built them, and they went to another village. So Jesus corrected them there and told them, leave them alone in love, and let's go to another 
village. And then lastly, Ray, right through to Revelation, Revelation 3, verse 19. And this I love. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. So if you take in context those passages, you must rebuke what is wrong, and you must rebuke what is the truth and what is in love to each other. Mm. And I think a lot of uh, people out there are rebuking the wrong things and at the wrong times. Mm. And I think we must all learn from these passages that Jesus very calmly told his disciples that we're not going to call down fire from heaven. We're not going to do any nasty things. We're going to just leave them and go to another village. Mm-hmm. And in that last passage of Revelation, I love it because there it says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So discipline comes in here. The disciplining of people come in here a lot. So be earnest and repent. So by rebuking, you are disciplining somebody, and you are then going to to repent. And in in fact, it goes on in Revelation, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them and be with them. Amazing, amazing. Amazing. Oh no, oh no, oh no, we have lost, uh, we have lost him somewhat, somehow, I don't know what happened there. You, 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 you. Professor, are you still there? Okay, uh, everyone is gone, I don't know. Uh, let's take a call, uh, your calls, you can still give us a shout. Sorry about that, Julian, we seem to have lost you there, something happened. Maybe it's the rain that side. Maybe it's us this side. But I was still getting warmed up by what you were saying there. God bless you amazingly. We're taking your calls. You can give us a shout. Talk to us directly there. 12 or 12 Let's hear from you as to what you say about this. It's very important. The place and the purpose of reproof or rebuke or warnings or corrections. Um, what it is even all about. We're taking your calls. Hello there, hi. 657, hello there, hi. All right, uh, let's leave that one. We are taking your calls. Uh, let's hear what you say. Zero one two triple three eight six nine nine or zero one two double three four one three double two, or you can give us a shout on zero one two triple three eight six nine nine. I don't. I know that one won't be disturbed by the rain somehow. Hello there. Hi. Hi, Pastor. How is it? Very well. How are you, sir? I'm fine. I'm to Sakile from Dayton. Hey, Sakile. Welcome, sir. So I'm asking for the book. Yeah, one of the forms of a rebuke is a self-rebuke. 
Is it what? Personal. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, I have lost him also there. Uh, please um, uh, try this number when you dial in. Dial the number zero one two triple three eight six nine nine zero one two triple three eight six nine nine. And uh, let's hear what you say about uh, this very aspect, the very concept of rebuke, the state of rebuke. And these days, can we say without a doubt that we understand the notion of rebuke? And uh, our guests, if they are listening, please send me voice notes then. You know, um, the voice notes on 082-657-2729. And give me your views on the stance of rebuke because I can't seem to be able to get through to you Maybe it's because of the thunderstorms. Um, I can't seem to be getting through to all of you. So send me a WhatsApp. The WhatsApp is 082-657-2729. Make it a voice note so that we still can hear you as a guest on the show. All right. Okay. And then, of course, I trust God is doing you good, blessing you so much in a mighty way. We are together right through up to 8, Wednesday Live, the name of the show. And uh, let's take uh, some song then from Mabongi. I think you will like this one. And uh, the song is Zunisa. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za. Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM, 657 AM.